coming up. Tom Brady gets beat by a rookie, and some upsets across the board have big effects on the playoff picture. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're watching Locked On Game to Game NFL local experts taking you from game to game in week 14 of the NFL season. I am your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. In a battle of quarterbacks taken just a couple of picks apart, Justin Herbert and the Chargers beat Tuatango Vailoa and the Dolphins on Sunday night in primetime. Locked On Chargers says this performance proves that Herbert is still just as good as always, despite the doubters this season. Justin Herbert just showed the entire world why he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and he just gave the Chargers their biggest win of the season. This is Daniel Wade here from Locked On Chargers, coming to you after the Chargers' 23-17 win over the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. And Justin Herbert was the best player on the field. Almost 400 passing yards, one touchdown, no interception, and he had been dragged down by a lot of haters these last couple of weeks. And in prime time, he showed everyone what he's capable of, especially when he has his best weapons out there. He is great, and he's been great, and now everybody gets to see it. But I have to give a special hat tip to this Chargers defense who just had their best performance of the season, throttling to a tongue of Iloa in the Miami Dolphins offense. And Michael Davis, even though he gave up the big touchdown, Probably just had the best game of his career. Just like that, the Chargers are back in the mix. In the seventh spot in the AFC, if it ended today, the Chargers would be in the playoffs. And they have a huge, gigantic, monumental victory against the Dolphins to keep themselves in it. But for the full game breakdown, make sure to check out the Lockdown Chargers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Giants were hoping to pick up a huge division win against the Eagles, but instead they got blown out by Philly, and they have now won just one in their last six games. Locked on Giants recaps the further slide for New York. The New York Giants were no match for the Philadelphia Eagles, who scored on nine of their 12 possessions in a 48-22 route of Big Blue at MetLife Stadium. Hi, everybody. Patricia Trainer reporting. And the Giants, who have been decimated by injuries, have now allowed at least 27 points to an opponent in four of their last six games. Their record won four and one over that stretch. The Giants also allowed 253 yards rushing on 31 carries by the Eagles as they completely gashed them on the edges. With the loss, the Giants have now fallen to the seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture. Their spot aided by Carolina's win over the Seahawks. New York has a big matchup coming up next weekend against the Commanders in what is a must-win scenario to gain the head-to-head tiebreaker. And that game is going to tell us a lot about this Giant team and what they're made of. Now, how well will the Giants overcome adversity? Well, head coach Brian Dable told reporters that all they can do is go back, look at the tape, pick out what needs to be corrected, correct it, and move on. Flush the game immediately and get focused on the next game, which is the most important game on the schedule. But do the Giants have the firepower to get the job done? That's what we're going to find out. It's gut check time for the Giants who have struggled since coming back from the bye and who have not won a game in over a month now. For all things New York Giants, keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast. The Philadelphia Eagles yet again showed why they are the most unstoppable offense in the NFL after a 48-22 win over the New York Giants to get to 12-1 on the season. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On 
Eagles podcast. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I don't know how you get sleep at night if you have to prepare for this Eagles offense. If they want to beat you through the air, they can do it that way. If they want to beat you on the ground, they can do it that way. Jalen Hurts looked like an MVP quarterback again in New Jersey, 21 of 31 for 217 yards through the air and two touchdowns. He was accurate within the pocket, confident, made the right decisions. And then if you could stop him throwing the ball in third and fourth down in these money situations, well, guess what? Then he's going to run the ball, 77 rushing yards and a touchdown on the day. The first quarterback ever with at least 10 rushing touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. Miles Sanders surpasses 1,000 yards on the year with a career day, 144 yards on 17 carries and two touchdowns. A.J. Brown gets a touchdown, Devontae Smith. I mean, seven sacks on defense, including three from Brandon Graham, a 34-year-old with limited snaps coming off a torn Achilles. Man, just so many incredible storylines for this Eagles team as they improved 12-1 and on the year. A great, great situation atop the NFC and the entire NFL. Once again, the Eagles take it 48-22 to in the Meadowlands. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Bengals took a 10-point lead into halftime and held the Browns at arm's length the rest of the way to win the battle for bragging rights in the state of Ohio. Locked on Browns and Bengals go over how Cincy protected the home field. After a sluggish start for Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals and a few injuries, things settled in and the Bengals walked it in against the Cleveland Browns. I'm Jake Lisko from the Locked On Bengals podcast where we have you covered every day as the Bengals continue their march to the playoffs, they moved to 9-4 and four with a 23-10 to 10 victory over the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't really all that close in the fourth quarter, despite the score seeming like maybe the Browns could have gotten back into it there at the end. The big stories today, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, both injured this week coming into the game and in the game itself. T. Higgins with a hamstring injury. Coaches decided not to let him push that injury after the pregame session. Tyler Boyd on the second play of the game injures his finger. That's been called a dislocation. So without both those guys, Jamar Chase still goes for 10 catches and 119 yards and a touchdown. Does generally a good job torching the Browns defense for most of the game. Joe Burrow, a rough start for himself, did settle in. But the story on the other side of the ball, DJ Reader and Logan Wilson filling up the stat sheet. Reader with a number of eye-popping plays in the running game, getting some defensive stuffs or setting up his teammates to do the same, added a batted pass to the total. And Logan Wilson recorded with 17 tackles. The Browns couldn't get the running game going, and the Bengals could in the second half, controlling this one all the way to the final gun. For more on the Cincinnati Bengals, including instant reactions, film analysis, and more as the Bengals continue their way toward the playoffs, check out the Lockdown Bengals podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Houston Texans actually had a pretty good chance of getting their second win of the season against their in-state rival, the Dallas Cowboys, but the Cowboys scored just enough in the end to get the win. Locked on Texans tells you what happened at the end for Houston. On back-to-back weeks, the Houston Texans failed to score at the one-yard line, which essentially kept them from beating the number one offense, Dallas Cowboys, on Sunday, losing 27-23. to I'm John Hickman of the Locked On Texan Podcast and part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Quarterbacks Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll split some playing time on Sunday, combining for 213 yards, 
one touchdown, one interception with Davis Mills coming up with the bulk of those passing yards with 175. Jeff Driscoll with the long touchdown, passing touchdown of the day to Amari Rodgers, who caught four catches for 57 yards. And Chris Moore, no Chris Conley, I mean, no, no uh, Nico Collins, no Brandon Cooks. He goes out there, has a big day, 10 catches, 124 yards. The defense made it difficult for the Dallas Cowboys on the day, made it difficult for Dak, the number one scoring offense in the NFL, two interceptions, 11 passing deflections, and the rookie Jalen Petrie was everywhere. Essentially, this game this game came down to giving the ball to Rex Burkhead on third and one and coming up with a BS bogus play call on fourth and short, not being able to punch it in when it mattered the most. And some may argue whether or not kicking the field goal was a better option there for the Houston Texans. Be sure to check us out with the Locked On Texan podcast throughout the week as we continue to cover your Houston Texans. Coming up, the NFC and AFC South races are looking a lot closer. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Today's edition of Game to Game is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's a super simple way for you to play daily fantasy sports. What you do is you pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against anybody else. You're just competing against those projections, which is why it's so simple. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks is going to give you 100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50. So don't forget to enter that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NFL. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The 10-win Vikings came in as underdogs to the Lions, and Detroit proved the experts were right by winning their fifth game in their last six. Locked On Vikings recaps how the Lions moved further into the playoff picture, and they kept Minnesota from winning the NFC North. Well, the Vikings won't clinch the division today, will they? <laughs> They lose to the Detroit Lions in Detroit. 34-23 is the final score. Uh, and they will have to wait a little longer before they can pop the champagne in the locker room. Vikings deserve to lose this game on the back of a lot of catastrophes. You open the game in the first quarter. You've got a, a busted coverage touchdown. You have another deep touchdown over Cameron Dantzler that he just got beat on. You have a fourth and seven fake punt that turns into an explosive play. Um, there is a, a, a lot of really bad stuff to kind of pull back. And some of those catastrophic explosive plays are the kind that are so bad you can't even learn something from them. You just have to burn the tape and hope that guys don't screw up that bad again. The defense in particular is going to be under a huge microscope. Um, they have given up over 400 yards in five straight games in a stretch that has included Mike White and Mac Jones and kind of uh, famously inept offenses that are still getting their best game of their season against the Vikings defense. So something's got to give, and we'll talk a lot about uh, Unlocked on Vikings about what is wrong with the defense and if there's anything they can do to, to, to help it and what really needs to happen. We'll have that conversation. Um, but the, what is a, a huge shame is that this is a historic Justin Jefferson game. Um, sets the regular season single game record for receiving yards, a phenomenal Kirk Cousins game, and it all goes to waste because the defense couldn't get its head out of its rear end. Um it's okay to be a little mad about this one. This one was a very frustrating game, and the Vikings just didn't look like a team that's worth taking seriously in the playoffs. They need to look better than that if they want to really have a 
a chance at making a run and making something out of this season that is going so well. We'll talk about all of it on the Locked On Vikings podcast, available free on all platforms. Trevor Lawrence threw for three touchdowns and the Jags picked up a game on the division-leading Tennessee Titans. Locked On Jags, happy to go over a fun win. The Jacksonville Jaguars go into Tennessee and beat their rivals. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast with your team every day. Listen, man, the Jaguars played the best game that they have played in a long time in beating the Tennessee Titans 36-22 on the road. Trevor Lawrence passes for 368 yards on the day. It's a career high for him. Three touchdowns, also had a touchdown running, and the defense recorded four sacks on the day as they chased Ryan Tannehill, it seems like, all day long. Derrick Henry actually fumbled twice. The Jaguars put together the best game of the year and beat their rival Tennessee Titans, and now they're only two games behind Tennessee for the division. The Magic may be running out for Mike White. The Jets' new starter has his second straight loss after falling to the Bills in Buffalo. Locked on Jets figures out where New York goes from here. The Jets lose to the Buffalo Bills and just as importantly lose a number of key players. I'm John, the host of the Locked On Jets podcast, and the Jets lost their second straight game on Sunday to the Buffalo Bills, losing 20-12 in a game played in Orchard Park, New York. It was a loss many Jets fans were expecting. The Bills are a tremendous football team, arguably the best team in the AFC. This was not a game that was critical for the Jets' playoff hopes. However, they lost more than a game. They lost a number of key players to injury in this one, most notably Quinnen Williams, the star defensive tackle who's having his best season, meriting all pro consideration, left the game in the second quarter with a calf injury. The Jets also lost starting quarterback Mike White for a stretch in this game after he took a big hit in the second half. White was able to return to the game, but his future prognosis is unknown. Jets also lost a couple other starters on offense, Corey Davis and George Fant. This is not a team that can afford to lose any of these players for an extended period of time. So just as this loss is important, the loss of these players is even more significant, and we will need to see their long-term prognosis. For more on the Jets, tune into the Locked On Jets podcast, free and available on all platforms. New episodes each day, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Ravens didn't have Lamar Jackson. They ended up losing his backup, but they still beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Locked on Ravens tells us how Baltimore pulled things off. The Baltimore Ravens pick up a big divisional win in week 14 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Kevin Oshager, the host of Locked on Ravens. And Baltimore wins 16-14, to a hard-fought slugfest in Pittsburgh. And the Ravens got contributions from everywhere. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and the running backs. You have the inside linebackers, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, both intercepting a pass. The offensive line played great. Clayus Campbell blocked a field goal. Marcus Williams, an interception. And the Ravens had to do it with getting under 100 yards passing from their quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson out with an injury. Tyler Huntley leaves the game with a concussion. So Anthony Brown, an undrafted rookie out of Oregon, comes in. And while he only completed three or five passes for 16 yards, Baltimore could just ride out their ground game and Brown did not make any mistakes on route to this victory. The defense, the ball got moved up and down a little bit on them, but they held up when it mattered, forcing turnovers, blocking field goals, and making sure Pittsburgh did not have enough points at the end of the game to have a victory. Baltimore moves to 3-0 in their division, and they now will face off in another divisional matchup in Week 15 against the Cleveland Browns. For more on the Ravens and their big Week 14, we'll be sure to follow the Locked Ravens podcast and subscribe on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. 
Broncos finally found some offense for themselves this week, but it came against the best offense in the league in Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So locked on Chiefs and Broncos have more as Denver's efforts came up short and Russell Wilson is out of the playoffs. The Chiefs just can't make anything look easy. They get this win against the Denver Broncos, but it's a heartbeater. I'm Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and they did persevere through this game. They came out with their hair on fire in the first quarter and a half, got out to a giant lead, and pretty much coasted from there. Kudos to the Broncos for coming back and making their best effort getting win. But in the end, the Chiefs take it again, 14 a row against the Denver Broncos. And now... They're hinging here on the precipice of a seventh consecutive AFC West title. We're going to break that down, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and there was some of it this week. On Lockdown Chiefs, all week long, your team, every day. The Denver Broncos' relentless comeback effort against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes fell short on Sunday. There was a lot of fight that we haven't seen in this Broncos team all season long. I'm Cody Ward, host of Lockdown Broncos, and make sure you check out the post-game report. The Broncos unfortunately dropped 34-28 to at home to the Kansas City Chiefs, but a valiant effort after being down 27-0. The Broncos made it interesting, made it a one-score game, powered by Jerry Judy, who we have been talking about as needing to be featured inside the Broncos' offense. They finally did that, and great things happened. But another huge story, Russell Wilson goes down in the game with a concussion, what does that mean for his status potentially this week as the Broncos now shift their focus for the Arizona Cardinals? Make sure you tune in to Lockdown Broncos post-game report on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. The rookie in San Fran shocked the league and beat Tom Brady. Brock Purdy went from the last pick in the draft to three touchdowns in the first half of his first start. Lockdown 49ers and Bucks give their thoughts on the big upset. It's Purdy mania in San Francisco after... The rookie quarterback won his starting debut in dominating fashion over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, everybody. I'm Brian Peacock of Locked On 49ers, and 35-7 was the final score. One of the worst beatings Tom Brady's ever taken in his NFL career. Niners over the Buccaneers, dominating on both sides of the football. But the big story here is rookie seventh-round pick, the last pick in the NFL draft. Mr. Irrelevant, who's become a very important player for not only the 49ers, but the NFL this season as the 49ers are 9-4 and four now and maybe trying to get to that second seed in the NFC playoff picture. If Brock Purdy is going to continue to play not only efficient, but be a playmaker as well. 16 of 21 throwing for 185 yards, two touchdown passes, another touchdown rushing, most of that coming into the first half. As the 49ers rested starters in the second half of the game, they were so far ahead. Again, a 35-7 win for those 49ers over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For more on your San Francisco 49ers, tune in to Locked On 49ers every day, wherever you get your podcasts. The game started out of sync for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and only got worse from there. I'm David Harrison of the Locked on Bucks podcast coming to you after a 35 to 7 butt whooping put on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by the San Francisco 49ers. Brady returning home looking to go 2 and 0 when playing in San Francisco and say drops to 1 and 1. And Brock Purdy, the 49ers rookie quarterback, coming in in emergency relief of Jimmy Garoppolo, who came in in relief of an injured Trey Lance, becomes the first rookie quarterback ever to defeat Tom Brady in their first career start. It was a banner day for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in terms of losing and failing 
on all three levels and all three phases of the game and the fourth level of coaching. Nobody looked right. Nobody looked in sync and nobody looked like they had a plan. Head coach Todd Bowles said after the game that this team has four weeks to figure out who they want to be. And we're left wondering why in week 13, 14, rather, they're not figuring it out already. For more on this game and everything going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and not going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, check out James Jarko and I five days a week on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At week 14, the Panthers get their first road win and quite a way to do it against Seattle. Locked on Panthers hyped and encouraged by what they saw on Sunday. The Carolina Panthers finally get their first road win of the season, defeating the Seattle Seahawks 30-24 to at Lumen Field on Sunday afternoon. And the Carolina Panthers have firmly announced themselves as legitimate contenders in the NFC South. Interim head coach Steve Wilkes talked about all week finding that playoff mentality and the Panthers need to do something they have not done all season long. That's winning on the road and that's winning back-to-back games. They could achieve that on Sunday afternoon in Seattle and they went out there and they did it rushing for 223 yards and absolutely physically demoralizing the Seattle Seahawks for 60 minutes, holding the ball for 39 minutes and 16 seconds, controlling the game from the jump where they got 17-0 and holding on. When Seattle made a charge back to cut the lead to three to 2017 in the second half, the Carolina Panthers made the plays defensively, ran the ball when they needed to, and took control of this game. Meaning right now, if the Panthers win out, they will be NFC South champions and they will be hosting a home playoff game for the first time since the 2015 season. It's very similar to 2014 when the Panthers were three, eight, and one. And then they went on to win four games in the season to be seven, eight, and one, won a divisional playoff game and lost barely to these same Seattle Seahawks. That's what this Panthers team can do under the interim head coach, Steve Wilkes. And speaking of interim, it's probably time to start having the conversation of when Steve Wilkes should be named the permanent head coach here in Carolina, because he has at this point done an incredible job and left little doubt that he can lead men in the National Football League. For more on the Your Carolina Panthers, check out the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Monday through Friday, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game NFL. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Make sure that you are subscribed to Locked On NFL and your favorite team's Locked On podcast, both on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.